Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business Podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hello, everyone. It is the last day of 2019, the end of a decade, which is crazy to me. I heard that the other day and I thought, oh my gosh, it's the end of 10 years. We're entering a new decade this new year in 2020. And so I thought I would do a solo episode today to introduce myself, first of all, to any new listeners that we have, and also to review my business and personal goals from 2019 and share with you what I have planned in 2020. The reason for this is because if you've been listening for a while on this podcast, you know that I really value being honest and open about business ownership. I think there is too much that is shrouded in mystery. As business owners, we don't share enough with others behind the scenes of our business to really help us move our businesses forward and learn from one another. So I am going to open the financials of my business to you in this episode and also talk with you about some personal and professional goals that I have from last year and for the coming year. So I'm first going to start with explaining a bit about myself because if you've been listening for a while, you may know, but I'm not sure I've ever kind of given a whole picture of what I do in my business. So first of all, I started into the entrepreneurial path, I guess, um, about four years ago in January of 2016, I opened Outdoor Kids OT, which is a nature-based pediatric occupational therapy practice where we offer all of our services outdoors in nature in small groups. So before that, I had done a little bit of running my own business, but I, I wasn't as I didn't have the mind of an entrepreneur. I wasn't thinking about growing the business the way that I was once I started Outdoor Kids OT. And I think the reason for that is because Outdoor Kids OT really was the first business endeavor I had where I really felt passionate about what I was doing and really excited about wanting to see the business grow and to share it with others by having employees and to serve other a wider group of people in our community. So once I started that, I got really into learning about business and learning about marketing and learning about using social media and learning about how to serve a customer well and learning about copywriting and website design and all the things that go into running a business nowadays. So I needed an outlet for that. The more I got into business, the more I just wanted to talk about it all the time. And so last year in March, I started this podcast, Mind Your OT Business, because I recognized that there was a gap in our market, essentially. There were lots of other healthcare practitioners doing entrepreneurial podcasts and providing entrepreneurship resources, but I didn't see many OTs doing that. And so I wanted to have a space where we could celebrate OT entrepreneurship. And for that reason, I've limited the guests for this first year to occupational therapists. I have people contact me all the time wanting to come on the show. And if they are not an OT, I'm not bringing them on. Um, Not that we won't in the future, but for now, I really want to celebrate OTs doing business. So that being said, um, I 
backing up a little, I did grow Outdoor Kids OT to a successful business. And you'll hear about that in some of my discussion about my year of review, my year in review last year and going forward what I want to do. So let me start in. So that's a little bit about me. I'm also doing a PhD program in my spare time at Texas Women's University. <laughs> um, but that that PhD program actually really feeds my business. I'm doing a lot of learning about the theory and the evidence behind why we would do nature-based practice. And I think that's really exciting and has inspired me to start training other therapists in nature-based therapy as well. So I'll, I'll talk more about some of these different aspects of my business as I go through um, my year in review from last year and going forward into the coming year, the goals that I have for the coming year. So let's get started. So what I'm going to do is talk about 2019 in terms of different aspects of my life that I think really influence who I am as a business owner. So I really believe that as business owners, our businesses should serve us. We should not be slaves to our business. And so your business should give you a lifestyle that you appreciate and enjoy. And I think that as occupational therapists, especially, we should be considering we should be considering ourselves as holistic people as as whole people that are running businesses. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about personal aspects of my life too, not just business. So for 2019, I had some physical goals. My physical goals were to move every day. That was just a goal I had in my mind was to move my body every day. I'm really big into natural movement into um, minimalist footwear. I love Katie Bowman's work. You can follow her at Nutritious Movement on Instagram. Um, so I, I wanted to move my body every day. I met this goal minus two days when I was sick. So, and I don't mean workout crazy. I went to CrossFit three times a week. I'm, I'm really a big believer that we need to be really pushing our bodies to be healthy because we tend to not push ourselves. At least I don't. And I met a huge personal goal of doing a 106 pound overhead squat. I'm just going to brag a little bit here because that was just, I can't even believe I did it. And um, I just think that this lifestyle of movement, um, really being committed to going to the gym three days a week and moving my body on the other days, meaning like hiking or going for a walk or a bike ride or um, things that I just enjoyed doing, maybe a run some days. That lifestyle of movement really influenced my work and my productivity as a business owner because there's just a momentum that comes with moving your body that helps you move and take action in other areas of your life too, including in your business. So I would encourage you to just set a simple goal, some sort of physical goal for the coming year, and it might just be to move every day. I can't tell you how many times that just move every day, that goal that I had made me get out and go for a walk or made me do some push-ups and sit-ups or made me go for a run or whatever it is, I would not have done that had I not had that goal to move every day. So that was my physical piece. I feel I feel pretty thankful and I want to keep that going in 2020 as well to move every day. Okay, moving on to spiritual goals. So I, um, many of you may know that my husband is uh, 
unpaid pastor. He does it on the side of his of his work. He um, is the pastor of what we call Tiny Church. It's actually called San Pablo Community Church here in Berkeley, but we call it Tiny Church for short. And we meet in a home of a neighbor's house, and it's really small. It's like five families, and we welcome anyone to come, and we're, we're open to growing. But right now it's tiny, and so we call it Tiny Church. And I think this year I've really learned that real community um, among people of faith is rare. And I am so thankful for this community of people that are walking alongside me and that I can be real with about issues of doubt in my faith and really struggle through those issues. And that we really are walking with one another in life. That has been a huge, huge part of our lives this year. Um, I also have done a lot of reading. I just read a wonderful book by Barbara Brown Taylor called Holy Envy about how the faith of others and other faith traditions can influence and inform our own faith, no matter what religion we are. And that has been a huge thing for me and relates to some of my goals in 2020 that I'll talk about in a bit. Okay, for my goals to get outdoors and have more nature connection in my life. I've done a lot of local hikes. I've noticed that I'm more in tune with my own need for nature. Like I am much more likely to stop what I'm doing and go for a hike when I get overwhelmed in the business because I feel like I've done a lot this year to really foster that nature connection and spend time in nature. Also in the get outdoors goal that I had for 2019, I had some epic backpacking trips. I went to Havasupai Falls with my daughter in March and did um, kind of a 30-mile backpacking trip over four days. And in September, I did 55 miles on the John Muir Trail with my friend Laura Davis, who inspired me to do it because she turned 40 and she wanted to do an epic backpacking trip. And I was like, I'm game. Let's go. So it was just an incredible trip. I'll try to post a photo in the show notes of that trip to inspire some of you guys to get out in wild nature as well. Um, but I, I really still feel like I need to foster that deep nature connection. And so I have some goals for 2020, how to do that, that I'll talk about in a bit. Um, as far as relational goals and family goals, uh, I had a goal years ago that before my oldest child Adela graduated from high school we would go on a family vacation that was like a real vacation not like staying at a fam our family's house in a midwestern town and relaxing and enjoying them but I wanted to go on a quote real vacation and we did we went on a cruise this last summer with my sister and her family and it was just such an amazing time of being in these tropical locations with the cousins playing and getting to spend time with my sister and brother-in-law. And it was just great. Um, So that goal is something that I waited for for a long time. We saved for two years to be able to do it. And it was just, it was awesome. So encourage you to have long-term goals to spend quality time with your family um, on a, on a fun vacation. I just am thankful for that experience we had. Um, And along those lines as well, I realized as I was thinking through these that I really do need a relational goal. I feel like when I looked back at 2019, I felt like I didn't really set a goal for 2019 to care for the people in my immediate family. Like what would a goal look like to um, prioritize 
Jose, my husband, and my kids. And so it kind of revealed to me just thinking through 2019 that I really need to have a relational or family goal to foster my relationships with people to keep me focused on that as a as a main priority in my life. Um, because honestly, I think work takes over sometimes and I tend to um, forget that I need to prioritize spending time with especially my husband. The kids are easier, but especially Jose, I think he often gets pushed to the side. Sorry, Jose. Um, but I want to have a goal for that. So that's something I'll talk about as well. So now we're to the business goals. So those were all kind of personal goals, the physical, the spiritual, nature connection, and relational goals. Now we're to my business goals. So 2019 was a huge year for me in my business. I felt like I really felt I I told people, and I don't mean this to brag, you guys know I don't brag a lot on this podcast, I try to celebrate other people's success, but I truly said to someone this year, I feel like I am having midlife euphoria instead of a midlife crisis. This year just was such a great year for me in the business. I feel so thankful for everyone who has supported the business this year, both Outdoor Kids OT and Mind Your OT business. And you guys enabled me to really do a lot this year because I just was doing it to help everyone. <laughs> so so these are the things that I did this year. I published the Therapy in the Great Outdoors activity book for therapists who want to take their work with kids out into nature. You can get it on Amazon. And I have to say, I it's 35 bucks. I know that it's expensive. There was no way around that. I have to pay Amazon a huge amount of money to print in color. I have learned this for my next book. The book is 180 something pages long and it's printed all in color. And so it was very expensive to produce. And even I'm going to be releasing the Kindle version soon. Even the Kindle version, because it's a large file, it's very expensive to produce. So I'm making like five bucks on each book that's sold, I think. So please just know that I priced it as low as I possibly could. Okay. So Therapy in the Great Outdoors, available on Amazon. If you want to take work with kids out into, the nat- into nature, you should get it. It is full of things you can do with them. It will save you so much time in getting your practice set up and in deciding what to do with kids. The other thing I did for Outdoor Kids OT was I grew my staff by one and we added one group a week. So now we have six groups going. Um, that's up from the two that we had four years ago when I started when it was just me running it. We're serving, I think, 28 families per week um, in our once-a-week groups. The groups run on a yearly basis. Um, so that's going well. I mean, the the business, as far as the group's going, I think we only have two remaining spots in our group. So the business is mostly full, and um, we continue to have people inquiring about space. So once some kids come in who fit in the groups that we currently have, we'll be full. And that is awesome. I mean, I, I feel really thankful. I'm not super focused on growing Outdoor Kids OT right now. The reason for that is because I um, can't take more direct reports to me just because of everything else I'm doing in the business. So um, I want to keep the business, Outdoor Kids OT, small so that it is manageable and that we can provide really high quality services for people in the community and their children. And there are other ways that I'm going to grow the Outdoor Kids OT business, and you'll hear about those in a bit. One of those ways is that 
we are going to start training therapists in the Contigo approach, connection and transformation in the great outdoors. That is the name of the approach that we developed in our work at Outdoor Kids OT. And we held our first Therapy in the Great Outdoors training retreat in November of 2019. And we would have broken even on the financial piece of it, you know, paying for the retreat center and stuff. If we had seven people register, we had 23 people register. I had to put a wait list because we couldn't take any more. And as of today, we have 56 people that have filled out the waitlist form to be informed when we open new trainings in the future. So I think we've we've hit a need in the market. There are obviously therapists that want to know how to take their work with kids out into nature and that want an affordable training that they can go to to help them get started in nature-based practice. So I am so excited about that. That is where my heart is. I love teaching. I love working with people outdoors. This is just where we're, we're going to be taking the business in the coming year. Um, what else? I think the, oh, and I wrote the Contigo Approach Treatment Manual, which is what people get when they come to the retreat to help them implement the Contigo approach with fidelity to um, the model that we've developed. So other things that I did in the business, I became much more willing to take risks on Facebook and Instagram. And this is a big thing because I do feel like Instagram was part of the reason why, and Facebook maybe too, was part of the reason why we were able to fill that first retreat to capacity so quickly. Because I, I knew that I had to just put myself out there and talk about it so that people could see me and know what it was like to, to learn from my teaching and things like that. So I think that helped me. I'm still a little nervous. I, I still don't feel comfortable going on Instagram all the time the way some people do. I'm, I still feel more thoughtful about like how much I'm sharing or what I'm sharing because I I don't feel as comfortable as some people do sharing everything or or sharing all the time Um, but I think that's okay I do I do notice in myself that I've become more willing to put myself out there and I think that's a good thing the other thing that happened in 2019 was that I started this podcast and I did 16 episodes. I think this will be episode 17. And if I get it published today, which is December 31st, it should be, it should count for this year, right? <laughs> so, um, and it has just been, the podcast has been so fun for me because I think that it clearly, again, met a need in the market for OTs. There's been so much positive feedback about it. I appreciate and read every single review that you guys give. Please, it helps so much, you guys, if you do a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, because it really helps get the word out about this resource for OTs who may want to be business owners. I should add, when I say OT, I mean OT, certified OT assistants, CODAs, and OTs. So just when I say OTs, let me clarify that that's who I mean. Anyone in the field of OT. Um, And so the podcast has been going great. It is taking a lot of time and it's not 
funded in any way right now. So in the coming year, I am going to be outsourcing some of the editing to my business manager, Nicole, if she takes that on. We're still kind of negotiating if that's something she wants to take on. But um, but I will be finding someone to help with the editing in the coming year because it takes, by the time I edit the episode and write all the show notes and make the images and things, it does take like four to six hours per episode. So I, I think that that's something I'm going to be outsourcing so that I can continue to produce episodes with all the other things we have going on in the business next year. And finally, the final thing that happened in the business this year is that I grew my coaching practice pretty significantly. So I have five people right now that I am working with consistently to grow their practices. And that's about as many as I can handle, honestly, with all the other things that I have going on. But I do want to grow the coaching practice a little bit in the coming year and just add a few more clients. So if you are interested, I would hop on to mindyourotbusiness.com and click work with me and um, and schedule. There's an intro session that you can schedule to just kind of get, get oriented and find out if we're good to work together. Um, but I I want to grow that part of my practice but I also am in school. So that is something that is taking priority right now. And I have to temper my desire to grow the business coaching practice because I need to have time to work on research and school projects as well. So moving into school, I last year I took 25 PhD credits. I had eight classes in 2019. It was too much. I am not going to be taking that many in coming years. Hopefully this year in 2020, I'll be finishing my coursework and moving into research. But it was crazy taking that many credits and trying to work too. Um, I did love it though. I did so much work synthesizing current research on nature and kids and occupational therapy. And I'm going to be writing some this coming spring in 2020, hopefully to publish an article um, about that research. So I will probably be in school for two more years. Um, The PhD is a research-based degree, which means you have to create your own original research, conduct it, and write a dissertation. So this is different than a clinical doctorate degree where it's one year past a master's. And it is a long and arduous program, um, but I'm trying to see it as a journey. I'm trying to see it as a process of personal transformation for me, a goal that I have to really do the hard thing and, and commit myself to something that is challenging and to help my brain learn to think in new ways. And I think that can only benefit me in the future as a business owner, honestly. So let's talk about my 2020 goals now. I'm going to go through these quickly because I know you guys want to hear the numbers, all right? So I'm going to get to the business finances near the end, and I'll share last year's numbers and this year's numbers um, in my business. So for 2020, my goals are physical goals are to move every day, as I did last year, and back squat my own body weight. I think I've done close to this one time, but not quite. I think I did 140 and I weigh like 150, 150 or so, 148, I think. So I want to back squat my body weight. 
that is a goal I've had for a long time and I'm going to try to do it even though I hate back squatting. Okay, for spiritual goals, I want to read literature from other world religions. So I come from a Christian background. I'm a Christian, but I want to read literature from other world religious practices to inform my own faith, because I really believe that we do not have to be afraid of things that are different than us in the in the realm of religion. I think we really should be able to learn from other faith traditions and still maintain our own spiritual beliefs and practices as well. So I want to do that right now. I'm reading Start Where You Are by Pema Trojan. I can't, I don't know if I'm saying her last name right, but she's a renowned Buddhist scholar. And I'm really learning a lot and noticing how it influences my own prayer and my own spiritual practice from the things that I'm learning from her Buddhist teachings. So I think um, that will only serve to inform my own heartfelt leading with Jose at Tiny Church, at our church that we go to. So for nature connection, I am a little scared to say this, but I have often had the thought that I want to do a solo backpacking trip, but also it kind of terrifies me to go out by myself and spend the night in the woods. But I'm going to say it because maybe that will help me do it this year. Um, The other thing I want to do is take a trip to Trinity Alps with either my family or one or more of my children to go backpacking because we had planned to do that years ago and we got deterred because of the wildfires that unfortunately ravaged that area um, a a few summers ago. So I'm hoping to make it up there because we have never been up to Northern California to backpack. And then finally, for Nature Connection, I'm taking a wilderness awareness class in April that I'm really excited about in Washington. For relational goals, I want to make one-on-one time for my family each week. Um, Jose and I have been going out to breakfast once a week together. We realized that was a way cheaper date than dinner, especially for two people that work from home and can go to breakfast once a week. So I want to keep doing that and as far as making one-to-one time for my family members, I want to be more aware of noticing when my work is taking over and stop working when I notice that. Stop working, physically put away my work, and physically turn and be present, look people in the eye (laughs) with my children or with Jose. I think that if, if I meet that goal, I will be happy at the end of 2020. With the business, I want to promote the Therapy in the Great Outdoors book more. This is one thing I learned about publishing a book. You can publish a book. It takes a lot of work to do. But if you don't promote it, it's nobody knows it's out there. And so I, I need to do more promotion of the book in the beginning of 2020. I have dates scheduled to hold two more retreats. So there will be a retreat, a Therapy in the Great Outdoors training retreat in May. And in September next year, we will launch the dates for those very shortly. And if you are interested in that, you can go to either of my websites, OutdoorKidsOT.com or MindYourOTBusiness.com and click the banner at the top of the page and join the wait list to be notified about those dates. Um, I am so excited about those. I just, I can't wait. 
It's my favorite thing to do. Um, I also want to grow my coaching business to take on one or two more clients in the coming year that I would work with on a monthly basis. My plan for 2020 for the podcast is to continue to do at least one podcast episode per month. I think that that is a reasonable goal given all the other things I have going on in my life. But some months I I will probably do more than one just because solo episodes are fairly easy to record as compared to interviews where there's a lot of editing that has to happen. So I think I will meet the goal of one or more podcast episodes per month in 2020, especially if I start outsourcing some of the editing and, and production after I record. That will be really helpful to meet that goal. And with all that time that I saved, I want to be more strategic about how I'm spending time on social media. So I uh, moderate a Facebook group called Therapy in the Great Outdoors, and that is an interdisciplinary group of practitioners who are interested in integrating nature into their practices. So go join that if you're not there and that is of interest to you. So I'm going to spend some time there. And also, I want to be more active on Instagram for Outdoor Kids OT as well as starting to build a presence on LinkedIn for Mind Your OT Business, because LinkedIn is a very powerful platform for connecting with other entrepreneurs. Speaking of which, Trish Williams and I are planning an OT Entrepreneur Summit in May of 2020. It will be an awesome event where we bring together so many entrepreneurs in the field of OT who are doing awesome things like building online courses and publishing books and creating non-traditional ways to offer services and making money through affiliate relationships. All the kind of things that you see online and you're like, how did they do that? I wonder how they did that. That is what we want to offer you at this summit. So stay tuned. And if you want to be notified when registration opens, go to mindyourotbusiness.com and click join us. And finally, one big goal for the business is to have an online course for Therapy in the Great Outdoors by August of 2020. So we recorded the first retreat. I have many, many hours of recorded video that the videographers did. And we are going to package that into an online course and hopefully have it online by August of 2020. So that is going to be a huge undertaking that um, we will be working on for the first half of the year. For school, that's all the business stuff. So now I'm moving into school. Um, I want to pass my qualifying exams in October. So in a PhD program, you have what's called qualifying exams. And basically, it's two days of, I think, four to six hours of testing each morning, um, where they are basically looking at your entire body of knowledge that you have gained as part of the program and in your work experience. And you are given a set of questions that you basically have to write a big response to um, based on your knowledge of, for me, it will be occupational therapy because that's what my degree is in and my knowledge of a specific content area, which for me will be nature-based therapy. So that is a big deal. Um, I'm hoping that I will have all coursework done and be ready to sit for those exams in October of 2020, which will then let me start 
um, research shortly after that. I am going to do some pilot research this spring with some OTD students who are coming to work at Outdoor Kids OT. And I'm going to be writing an article, which is a synthesis of research on nature and OT. It's kind of emerging. I don't know how to say more than that right now. (laughs) So um, I'm hoping to get that published. That would be really exciting for me to have something published in a journal by the end of this year, or maybe ready to be published in 2021. And I will be presenting a couple of posters at AOTA, one on the Contigo approach and one with an OTD student who did her capstone project at Outdoor Kids OT on using the outdoors as a setting for OT services. So come and find me at AOTA if you are there. I would love to meet those of you who are attending the conference in, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now, Boston this year. Um, I'll be there. So I think you can find it. I'm not sure the time's off the top of my head right now, but I think you can find it if you search the speakers and find my name, and then it'll say when the poster is being presented. You can come find me. Okay, now 33 minutes in, and I'm going to talk to you about the business finances and my goals for 2020. So we made huge, huge, huge gains in 2019 as compared to 2018. So I just want to make a note. I rounded to the nearest hundred for the ease of reporting these because I knew you guys wouldn't want to hear me say $24,051.20 and things like that. So um, I'm rounding to the nearest hundred to ease the reporting of these. Of course, they weren't, you know, super exact numbers like that in all my accounting. So to start out, in 2018, I some of you may have seen it. I posted on Facebook a post about like, hey, I want to share some real numbers here because I feel like this is crazy how much money we brought in and how little is left over at the end of the year. And I had quoted something like we brought in 120 grand or something like that. Well, what happened was I had an accountant who was using the accrual method of accounting versus a cash-based method of accounting. And my understanding of it is very cursory, so please do not write me and tell me I'm wrong. I know I'm not fully informed on this, but my understanding is that the accrual method of accounting is basically an old school method of accounting that accounts for the money the money that is owed to you rather than when the money actually hits your bank account, which is the cash-based method of accounting. So what had happened was um, those numbers were vastly wrong. Like I had not brought in 120 grand in 2018 because it appeared that way on the report that my old accountant gave me because she was using the accrual method. So anything that someone had signed up for, like for instance, if a family signed up for a, a school year program that ran September to May or June, then all that money that they had quote unquote promised to us by signing up for that program was accounted for when they signed up rather than when the money actually hits our bank account, which is to me very confusing and a very confusing way to do accounting. Well, what happened was I switched accountants, not because of that, but I switched accountants to use this this online program. And the online program, I use Mazuma. Um, I, I have had a, I'd say my experience with them has been like a B plus. They're they're okay, but there have been some glitches with customer service that have kind of 
bothered me. So I don't know that I would 100% recommend them, but you might check it out just to see. Um, it did save me a significant amount of money per month to switch to Mazuma over using this individual bookkeeper that I used to have prior to 2018. So basically what happened was I switched to Mazuma since they were doing cash-based accounting, the numbers were are more real, right? So ultimately what happened was when they did all my numbers for 2018, which is cash-based accounting, what has actually been paid to Outdoor Kids OT versus what's been promised <laughs> to Outdoor Kids OT. The total gross income for 2018 was around $82,000. So that's our gross income, right? But the crazy thing is the net income, once I had paid all the expenses and everything, was about $5,500. So that is crazy, right? Like that you could make $82,000 in a business, but you ultimately only net five k essentially and this is this is a big this was a big mind-blowing thing for me that like a business could be a billion dollar business and not be profitable okay ultimately your net income is showing whether or not your business is profitable so yes we were profitable in 2018 we made 82 we brought in eighty two thousand dollars in income but we only had at the end of the year left over 5k in income once we'd paid payroll and all of our operating expenses and everything. So my income in 2018, remember we had 82 gross, 82K gross income and we had 5K net income. My income, which the, this include, those numbers include my pay too. So my income, I paid myself in 2018, 17,000, a little over 17 thousand dollars in pay like a w-2 like as an employee of my business or whatever the owner um and in may of 2018 was when i started doing my profit first system with my you need a budget it's ynab with my ynab budgeting system so basically if you have not heard me say read profit first on this podcast you need to read profit first by mike mccallowitz it's a great book um, and you'll see why I love the book when I tell you my 2019 numbers, <laughs> because in May of 2018, I started using the Profit First system to track my income and to use certain categories to split out my income and to use the YNAB, you need a budget, ynab.com, um, the budgeting software to actually look at where all my money was going and to make categories for my money. So I do a special system of combining Profit First with YNAB to manage my business finances and it made all the difference. So my pay in 2018 was 17K. With Profit First, as the business owner, you take a small portion of the profit every quarter as an owner bonus, essentially. And so my Profit First bonus for 2018 was two grand. So I my total my total take-home pay in my business was 19K for 2018. Now I need to remind you that sounds really low, but I need to remind you I was running this business while I was doing a PhD and I was teaching at a university part-time. So I had a half-time job at the university and I was doing my PhD. So I think 19K is a pretty good salary for running a business part-time, very part-time. I mean, I was really um, working maybe 10 to 12 hours a week in the business at that point. 
So now for our 2019 numbers. Again, still doing my PhD, but halfway through the year, I did back out of teaching a little bit. So I invested a little more in the business in the fall. So I almost, well, we, we, all, we came just shy of doubling our gross revenue for the year. So our gross revenue for 2019 is somewhere now again the numbers aren't in these are kind of estimates because I don't have my final profit loss statement for December because it's December 31st right now but I've done my budgeting in YNAB and looked at all the categories and accounted for all the income the total gross revenue for the year of 2019 was 161k so we've almost doubled because we would have doubled if we had 164 so that's amazing. I'm so proud of the team. I'm proud of what we've accomplished as a business this year to bring that much more revenue in. Our net income, this is what is important. So remember I said you can be a billion dollar business and not be profitable. Our net income this year was $32,000. So we went from a 6% net income (laughs) last year 82k but our net was gross but our net was 5k which is about six percent to this year our gross was 161k and our net was 32k which is 20 percent so i'm just so proud of that and this is this is evidence to what looking at your numbers and actually being in your numbers can do for your business if you have a system down to manage your finances it helps you meet these income and net revenue goals. And then for my pay, I, I almost doubled that too. I, within like about $5,000, I doubled it. So my pay for the year on W-2 was 24K. And my profit first distribution this year was $8,000, a little over $8,000 actually. So my total income for the year was 32K. And that is, again, with me doing a PhD and teaching part-time. So next year, I am setting this audacious income goal to more than double my total income to 75K. I want to make 75K in my business next year working part-time. I do want to back off from teaching totally, so that will free up a little bit of time. But working part-time, I mean working 20 to 30 hours a week on a on a on a good week, working 20 to 30 hours a week, okay? I want to make $75,000 next year. That is an audacious goal, but I'm saying it out loud to all of you, so I will stay focused. <laughs> and the way I'm going to do that, so I do have a plan. So you've probably heard about back, you know, backwards planning. So you set your income goal, and then you plan, like, how am I going to make that much money, right? So I want to keep our groups at the same um at the same price that they were this year at Outdoor Kids OT. So I don't think that that's going to be, there's not going to be much more income coming in from Outdoor Kids OT because we're going to keep the same number of therapists we have and we're going to keep the rate the same because we've raised it the last few years and I think we've we've hit at what I think is an appropriate rate for our services right now. And I don't want to continually raise rates on families. I don't think that's fair. So we won't be expecting much more income from that. But what I am expecting to bump our income next year is more business coaching, which is more of my time, 
but also the online sales of the online course that we're going to develop, as well as the offering of the retreat two more times next year. And I'm tempted to even add a third retreat, but I think we'll do these two and see how they go. And I think that will be those three things, like the online course and having the two retreats and doing more business coaching will actually be able to help my salary double next year, more than double next year. So I think that's it. This episode was much longer than I intended it to be, but I wanted to really give you guys a picture inside of my business and kind of my life too. I feel like running a business, you you have to you have to be thinking about your health and wellness in all aspects of your life or else you're not going to be able to sustain running a business over the many years that we all want our businesses to keep going, right? So what goals are you going to have for yourself and your business in 2020? I know this is a cliche thing to do on the 31st of the December or the first of the new year, but I do really feel like writing down and articulating the goals that you want to reach is critical in your ability to keep those front of mind and to keep taking steps towards meeting those goals. So think about those different areas of your life. What areas of your life do you need to see change in? Is it a physical goal? Is it a spiritual goal? Is it, well, you may not have a nature connection goal, but I think everyone should. So is it being more connected to nature? Is it a relational goal with people in your life? Is it school or education? Or is it a business goal? Are there things you want to do in your business? Are there business financial goals that you want to make? Because I, oh, I didn't even say, I want the business to make 200K gross next year. That is my goal for the business. Um, So I think that we need to have these goals. We need to write down these goals. You need to have a place where you're tracking these goals to keep them front of mind. If you need help doing that, if you need help getting organized, figuring out where to start, what should you even focus on in your business right now? please reach out to me. I would love to work with you to help you get focused and to help you make great gains in your business this year. I am a huge believer that your business should serve you. And that is what I specialize in helping my business coaching clients do, creating the business that will serve them, not make them slaves to their own business. Because entrepreneurship should free you to live the life that you want. It should be your dream life, what you want to do. And too often we become enslaved to the business because we haven't created it in a way that is in alignment with what we really want our lives to look like. And so that is my passion is helping people think through how can you have a profitable dream business If that is of interest to you, contact me as soon as possible because I'm not taking a lot more clients this year. As you've just heard, I have a lot going on. So I do have space to take one or two more people in the coming year. And, you know, as people progress in their business and drop out, then I will have more spaces. But right now, um, I do have space for one or two more. So go to mindyourotbusiness.com and click work with me to get more details. I hope that this episode has helped you think through your own business and goals that you could have in your own life as an entrepreneur. 
And I want to encourage you to take those small steps. I say this at the end of every episode because I believe it with all my heart. Small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.